Sajid, thanks for hopping on the Sales and Sports podcast. How are you doing today? Yeah, good. Thank you, Jack. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Um, I've, yeah, I've been watching these since uh, I've been at the academy, so it's quite nice to actually be on the podcast. So hi. Amazing, amazing. Well, thanks for coming on, especially as it's the weekend and you're the first Entertech alumni to be on the podcast. So I'm excited I'm honored, to I'm you know, hear how you found the program, but also how you're getting on today. And I think you're around about six months into your role at Trustkey. So um, yeah, just to, just to kick, kick it off, really, we'd love to get a bit of background to yourself, an introduction to Sajed as a person um, and what you're doing at the moment as an SDR. Yeah, so my name is Shajid. Um, I joined the Entersec Academy back in June, it was, I think it was, June, July. And um, yeah, I joined the Entersec Academy. I went through the process for six weeks. And then after that, uh, Entersec helped place a role, me, helped me place a role in um, my current startup right now, Trust Keith. And currently I'm an SDR. And essentially I'm helping the company bring in clients. That's what it is. I'm introducing our product to potential prospects got it got it so sdr bdr for everyone listening is a sales development rep a business development representative so tell me explain i guess in layman terms if you could water it down what does the role itself um entail on a day-to-day basis so i guess you're nine till five what are you doing when you you know switch on your laptop or enter the office yeah so when i switch on the laptop at nine-ish. I, I, again, what's lucky about SDR, so, um, SDR, BDR roles, quite flexible times. So I could start at seven if I wanted to, which is one good thing. True. So when I start, I plan for the day, typically see what I'm doing for the rest of the day, maybe have an internal meeting with my manager. And then from that, maybe two, three hours, just cold calling, picking up the phone, cold calling, maybe doing 40, 50 dials a day. My top prospects, I'm going after them. Then after that, there'll always be other tasks. So whether it's um, suspecting, which is finding the clients, so finding the prospects to, to prospect, mm-hmm. so that's that. putting those into sequences, uh, multi-step sequences, so like an intro email, um, like a little disclaimer or a little context email and maybe a little breakup email of the way, maybe sending some LinkedIn messages during the day as well, et cetera, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, just really planning for the next day. It's always important to pre-plan. So, awesome. Yeah. Awesome. I appreciate you sharing that. So, I guess when I was an SDR, I'd always, um, I guess, eat the frog, do the hardest thing first in the day. If my target was 50 cold calls in a day, similar to yourself, I would, you know, fire up my laptop. You know, hopefully I'd have a list of numbers and contacts to contact um, that I'd arranged maybe the week before or the day before. And I'd punch out, let's say, 70% of my KPIs if it was cold calling um, in the morning. So, interesting to know you do a similar thing um i guess everyone's different in their approach but i used to find you know getting on the phone in the morning was was a pretty good time as well to get in touch with people especially if you're starting slightly earlier like 8 30 when people are either on their commute or just settling into um i guess their their, their day-to-day workflow um fantastic so tell me about your perceptions of sales before you became an SDR or entered the tech space. What were your perceptions? And I guess, did you know what an SDR or BDR was um, at all? I think I think the perception of sales is the same for everyone, really. Well, most people, it's always like a, 
or it's a car, car salesman, you know, like a sneaky person or like a, a bad job, a dirty job, or like you're trying to trick people all the time to get a sale. But honestly, it's like the most, from doing the actual role, it's like such an important role. I think no matter what I do in my life, whether it's personal or professional, I'll always have these like skills that I never would have learned if I was never in this role. Um, and essentially, it's just like such a key important role for, I think, every major business. This is such an important role. Um, yeah. And uh, before, I did not know what an SDR was. Nothing. No, not, not all. Um, um, yes, I had no idea. I, I, I didn't know it existed. I'll be honest. Yeah. So. And yeah, so I did that for me. That that's exactly that myself. You know, I had no clue what an SDR stood for. I think I came across my first tech sales role. Um, you know, my first full time tech sales role in um, in LinkedIn. Um, I came across a di- business development uh, position, and I kind of thought business development sounded similar to like a commercially focused sales role. So I I went with that. Um, but yeah, I think there's a lot of, I guess, um, misconceptions about what an SDR is. And it's just not marketed very well, I think, to graduates or individuals that are switching careers or people that are thinking about the tech industry because um, an SDR just sounds like it could be a, a tech product, for example. Um, okay, that, that's, that's important to know. And yeah, I, I completely agree that salespeople needed in all walks of life you know it could be any industry it's a vital um skill to learn it's probably the most important skill in business which is still not being taught um by schools and universities which is pretty interesting and that's why we're so passionate about our mission at Entertech. um mm-hmm. tell me about your experience on the academy um what were some of the highlights and then how do you tra- transition from that to your role today and, and discuss um i guess the interview process so first off, how was the academy? Some highlights, and how did you get into your role today? Yeah, so um, the actual academy. I think, for, I think for most of us on the actual cohort, we loved the actual um, concept of doing it after work or after um, those that used to go to uni, so they could focus on the actual main job and not um, have any impacts on that, um, and work hard there. And then when you come home, spend what an hour a day, an hour and a half a day, just doing. A little bit of work towards um, the end goal, and it was really. I think that's my favorite part of the actual academy. I could do it alongside me working full time. That was mm-hmm. really a big part for me instead of me having to take time off, for example. Amazing. Um, I'm just yeah. going just, just to pause you there. Um, two things, you know, we don't sugarcoat it, right? Sales in general, we we say ninety five, ninety nine percent is rejection. The SDR role is tough. We make sure that. You know, individuals that are coming on have the right mindset and you know core skills to to be successful in the academy, but also as a role because it'd, it'd be unfair to individuals if we put them through and they weren't um, you know capable of, of taking in the knowledge, but also doing the role in a full time capacity. You know, was it was some of the academy and some of the the learnings challenging? Do you mind going into that and and how mm-hmm. you managed to, I guess, rise to the challenge? Yeah, I think before starting, I thought, oh, all online academies, all courses are going to be easy. You know, it's, it's online. Um, but I think uh, yeah. I soon realized that it is really tough. I think there was one thing that I really struggled with for like a full week. Mm-hmm. And it's when we was doing um, the role play for cold calling. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And 
I think I was one of the first to go and I thought, oh, I'm just going to pick up the phone, call Jack and then take on my module. I can go to the next thing. No, Jack, you were very tough on me. And Mm -hmm. in hindsight, me working actual, you know, uh, SDR role for five to six months now, I'm realizing that you was very easy on me. You were very, I think you were tough on me and it was the best experience because it, it, it just happens. It never goes a certain way, certain direction. And it's always, Num- even when I, if I called someone today, I don't know what direction it's going to go in. There'll always be something that I thought, oh, I've never experienced that before. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. One of the hardest things, and it's probably the, one of the most real things and one of the most valuable things you ever taught me. Um, and I'm glad you were tough on all of us. And it generally made me think, wow, this is a hard job. It made me realize that this is a is a tough job. And understand. And I think that's one of the best things about Entertech. You never, sh- again, you never sugarcoated anything. Um, you was always really true and real about whether it's motivation, whether it's the actual difficulty of a prospect rejecting you. I think you was really good at preparing us for that. Awesome. Awesome. No, thanks. Thanks. That's, uh, that's great feedback and it, and it means a lot. Um, and then before we go into um, the interview process and how that was, you mentioned you were working uh, full-time and doing work um, alongside the study. Do you mind going back to, to you know what work experience you had and how that um i guess has helped you in your tech sales career and what transferable skills that like resilience and grit and hard work is 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 being a good foundation for yourself moving forward mm-hmm. yeah so um my so my first role was actually um working in my dad's takeaway and as you can imagine i used to work there whatever once a, once a week and then you start getting more hands-on more more days and then it's like becoming a very, not just a customer facing role, but a very, a lot of pressure. It's a busy night. Mm-hmm. Only so many staff, only so many things. I think that's one big thing that can transfer to sales. Um, where you have to have that resilience and that, um, be good at working under pressure. And then from that, my second role was actually working at Amazon uh, in a factory. Um, so I moved to Birmingham a couple of years ago with no, no job, no money, et cetera. So I started working at Amazon and I think that just shows. I think for that, it's like determination to succeed, which I think you need a a big amount, especially in the SDR role, because there's always an end goal. You're starting as an SDR, but you know you want to go to the next thing, AE or SDR manager or into marketing or et cetera, et cetera, higher, higher. Mm-hmm. You need yeah. that determination and that hunger for a role. Um, 100%. Even, 100%. Yeah, even and after that, I was doing um, an IT and sales role, which was, um we sell printers and i would be in the hardware side and helping the customer side and then also be on the sales side as well and from the actual entertainment learnings we started adopting uh like cold calling cold outreach um into our oh, love it really really impacting more than just me nice that's that's epic to hear um yeah completely agree i think some of the best salespeople in sdrs transition from hospitality backgrounds um my family own hospitality so on a day-to-day basis as a kid I used to see my dad and even my brother when I've been older working long hours you've got to use I guess your creativity to think on your feet you know, mm-hmm. you know the POS might be down for example and you're gonna have to manage the back of house front of house deal with people you know face to face which really does bring out some great skills um, and also I guess just having a calm head and just mm-hmm. not getting too I guess worked up if things don't go your way or if, if you're doing well. I think it's just having that equilibrium, which I guess hospitality teaches you and, and also you're putting in the hours, right? It's, it's tough work. You're on your feet all the time doing 
pretty crazy shift. So it teaches you the importance of hard work, which is needed in, a, in, a, in an SDR um, role. That's really cool. And um, I guess talk to us how you moved into the role you're at now and what was that process like in terms of the interview steps, um, who interviewed you, you know, any tips for uh, budding SDRs or people looking to get into tech sales space. Um, we'd love to hear hear from you, really. Yeah, so um, Entertech helped me place uh, place me into my role right now, and I think one of my the most valuable things about Entertech as well is they just teach you how to do it, but also teach you how to get it, and that's super. But I remember how many times we have calls beforehand, an interview or after an interview, I'd say, "Oh, this what this what happened, this what went well," and then you prepare me for the next stage. So that's really valuable from Entertech there. Um, the interview process for Trust Keith, the current role that I'm in right now. So it's like a 30 minute interview with um, Head of Ops, Anya. And it was just a little bit more about what and uh, not what, what Trust Keith is and um, what they do. And a little bit of questions for me, my experience, etc. Talked about the academy and what I've learned there. So again, that was like a little intro there. And then from that, um, the second stage interview was with Head of Revenue, Mitch, who is my direct manager now. I work directly um, opposite him. And um, yeah, so that was actually a more technical interview. So he actually, they, it was Anya and Mitch on that interview. And they actually pre- asked me to prepare like an email that I would send to a prospect, mm-hmm. um, a cold call script, like how yeah. I would do it. And then what was important as well, the elevator pitch part of it, they wanted me to, they wanted to see how I would, um, you know, portray Chris nice. Keith. Um, yeah. And actually on the call, it was very tough. I thought, oh, you'd have to know the homework, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So I submitted it a day before. Mm-hmm. And on the call, um, Mitch, head of revenue said, yeah, it's, it's good. Can you actually just change it right now? Can you improve it on the spot right now? Oh, well. Wow. And he goes, yeah, I'll give you a few minutes if you just want to change it up. He gave me a little bit of advice and said, can you change it up? And that was really nerve-wracking. I thought, so much pressure. They're on the call. They're waiting for me two minutes, three minutes, four minutes, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. And I was just there typing away. And um, I think that was a test in itself, just to see how I, how I reacted in that pressure of an environment there. You know, um, that also shows your coachability, I guess, as well, to see are you open to changing your, your ways, I guess, and improving. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I think um, it's really. I think there's really good insight into what the role would be, especially into that management style. Yeah. Um, and then the third stage was with the CEO Rory, as well as uh, as well as head of customer success, um, customer relations, um, Tom. And that was more less technical. It was more about me as a person, me as um, how how I work, how I do this, how I do that. And there's a few careful questions. Rory asked me. He said, "This is what he set up like this." Said, um, "I get a lot of sick for asking people this, but how weird are you?" And I think that really threw me off. I did not see that coming in a million years. <laughs> uh, what did so, you answer? I, I, don't, I, I want to say I don't remember. Just <laughs> myself. Nice. But yeah, that was a that was a it threw me off. But um, nice. yeah, after that um, interview process went well, and um, yeah, luckily landed the role with uh, Trust Keith. Great. Now, it's nice how you had that FaceTime with. Uh, a founder or CEO as part of the interview process. And I'll ask you as well, um, we'd love to know what it's like working in a startup and, and the benefits. Um, I'm sure that's one of them. You know, you get to communicate with senior leadership on a mm-hmm. on a frequent basis. What was it like? Um, what is it like working for a startup? I guess, what are the perks um, working with a small team and I guess an exciting business that's growing rapidly? 
I think one of the best perks and the most rewarding is my role has a big impact on the company, um, a really big impact. So if they're obviously hiding SCR for a reason, it's needed. And it's nice to know that I have, no matter what I do, it's a direct like um, correlates with the company, whether it's bringing in business or what a suggestion, etc. Um, so I think that's a really good like part of being a startup. I think another thing is the team is fairly small right now. I think we've got twelve, um, and everyone knows your name, everyone knows your face. I can communicate with anyone on a daily basis, and that's that's a really nice thing. It's a small team, almost like a family business type of dynamic. Nice, um, really nice. Um, and again, as you mentioned, I'm constantly talking to higher ups, or whether it's my manager Mitch, or um, heads of other revenue, uh, heads of other departments, or the CEO Rory. Um, even we went we went to play ping pong um, a couple uh, months back for um, our team day, and yeah. uh, our our time ran out. We didn't have any bats left, so me and Rory were just playing with our phones with the ball <laughs> across the little things like that. It's mm-hmm. nice. It's really nice. It's, you wouldn't think that. Um, you know, you'd get along with the CEO or you'd yeah. have that chance to get along with the CEO. So it's really nice. 100%, 100%. And yeah, going back to the interview process, for those that are listening, that's pretty typical to have three steps uh, or three stages. The first one's typically with um, the talent leader or whoever's managing the talent side of things to make sure you've got the right motivations, that you're a good fit um, and that you stack up to, I guess, your CV. Um, the second one's typically a lot more technical with maybe a sales leader to go into your um, abilities to be successful with, within the role. And then the third one typically is a final screen where it's a cultural fit um, with, again, it could be a senior management or a founder if you're working for a, for a startup. So that's good to know. Um, how was the the onboarding? What was that like? And was there anything within the SDR role that you've learned um, or something that you didn't really expect um, across the first six months or so? Mm-hmm. Well, I think luckily, um, one of my tasks in the actual um, interview process was um, what, which you helped me with, which was um, the ninety-day plan for if I were to be hired, what would be the ninety-day plan be? And it was fairly similar to that, so it was more of like, oh, the first month going to be about learning, second month about implementation, third month about improving, and I think in a startup scene, your learnings and your your implementations are all accelerated mm-hmm. so you might think about joining a role and think oh i'm going to be a bit more relaxed i'm not going to do too much for a certain amount of time no mitch um, head of revenue he had me on the calls after four or five days so Ooh, i did not yeah i did not see that coming but again all the learnings from entertech etc it was you know it, it wasn't hard again it was scary of course yeah it's actually real and yeah and people they're not just you on the end of the phone so uh, it was it was difficult of course but um I think I, I, it was to be expected and I wasn't shocked that, oh, what do I do? What do I do? Because I've done so much training with you. Great. Great. Yeah. And that's, that's amazing to hear. And I guess learning on the job is the best way to, to basically learn um, as opposed to waiting for, you know, four to 12 weeks to pick up the, pick up the phone. So shout out to Mitch to get, to get you um, going, you know, as soon as possible. That was similar to myself. Um, I sat next to my, Sales director, my first week as an SDR, he said, hey, there's the phone. Why are you waiting? You know, that's the best way to learn. Mm-hmm. Um, that's great to hear. And I guess in terms of challenges, um, day-to-day challenges, what is it, you know, what is it like working 
remote or in a hybrid environment? Are there any challenges that you've come across um, since you've started? I, th- I think, especially in the sales role, I think, um, uh, well, just firstly, I think there's so many benefits to um, working remotely, of course. There's this freedom, there's a sense of relaxation, etc. But I do do hybrid, so I'll go maybe once a week, once every two weeks. And I think the um, the environment when you're working hybrid, when you're in an office or just in a working space with other salespeople, I think mm. you can't replicate that all. It's, it's amazing. Yeah. Um, again, it's it's almost like um, you know Wolf of Wall Street, where you're seeing everyone just so hyped and so pumped. It's like that. Yeah. you just want to you just want to <clears> be <throat> successful on the day. So you can like everyone's celebrating, everyone's like, yeah, good work, good work. And yeah, I, I really like that. I really do enjoy it. But um working at home, etc., is we'll still try to replicate as much as we can. So we'll do um virtual dialing sessions. So we'll be both be on a call, both by mute, and then if we have a question straight away, you can ask them straight away. Oh, oh this went well, this is what the prospect said, da, da, da. Um so I think it can be replicated, but it, it can't be replaced. Definitely. Interesting. So, so you'll you'll be on a sort of Zoom or a Google Meet cold calling together, and then coming in and out of of mute just if you have a call or if you if you have some feedback. Yeah, definitely. I think it helps as well that you have this like again you can get this direct feedback, this direct um, advice. Yeah, yeah. So I think it is really useful. That's great. That's yeah. great. No, I rate that. Um, cool. And then in terms of KPIs, what are your KPIs? Do you mind sharing like, your basic day to day? Mm-hmm. Um, volume of calls, emails, um, anything else you do in terms of outreach? Yes, I can share weekly. I think it's a bit easier to like just to uh, sure. you know make, put the numbers there. Yeah. So, um, so weekly it'll be around about two hundred dollars a week. So that's about forty. Um, again, it can shift. It just depends what what we're actually focused on in the week. So it could be fifty a day. Um, so two hundred fifty a week. Um, so that's the calls there. In terms of um, emails, we want to be put. So sorry, I just. Back for a second, um, to actually put in contacts into the CRM. So let's say I've suspected and got some new contacts. It'll be around about maybe 100 contacts. And it might be a split of 70% being maybe like a, a random pull from a database compared to 30 being a very focused um, focused uh, outreach that we were planning for the week. Yep. Uh, and out of those numbers, I should put them into a sequence of 100 people being put into an email sequence, for example. And that, that's my main KPIs. There is uh, KPIs around LinkedIn connections, for example, um, but I use that in my actual sequence and LinkedIn emails as well. So that nice. I'll just have the sequence. Yeah. Great. And where, where have you found the biggest wins in terms of outreach? Where have you been most successful and what's your preferred approach? I think um, most successful, I'd probably have to say calls. Um, whether it's me booking um, a call and booking a meeting on the actual call or yeah. whether it's me sending up a follow-up email, hey, thanks for talking, here's a bit about what we do and they're interested. I think it's the easiest way to contact someone. And mm-hmm. right now, if uh, Mitch will tell me, hey, can you contact these people, I'll always pick up the phone first regardless. I just found it so much more easier, um, so much more direct, and you find an answer straight away compared to 100%. dilly-dallying and um, being around the phone. Dilly-dallying, great yeah. word. No, completely, I think you know, getting to a no sometimes just as good as a yes if you get to that no early so just being direct and, and calling is is definitely the best way mm-hmm. how do you find bringing out numbers um do you call through the switchboard or typically mobile phones uh typically mobile phones if i don't have a number for them i will call switchboard um 
I will try to get through, but uh, there's a lot of uh, gatekeepers there. And yeah. say, uh, this is actually a tip that I haven't used yet, but my CEO, Rory, told me, maybe start with a, start with a pattern interrupt. So like, hey, I'm just jumping into a taxi. Can I speak to so-and-so? Yeah. Uh, and they'll get a bit thrown off. And he said, if they ask, oh, are they expecting my call? And he says, oh, I hope so. So that's a, that's a tip there for all the uh, budding SCRs or SCRs right now. BDRs. That's brilliant. Uh, try to use that. But yeah, typically yeah. direct numbers are the best way. Um, yeah, direct numbers are the easiest way and they're more willing to accept, of, definitely. Great. You heard it from Sajid first. Act like a man on a mission if you're speaking to a gatekeeper. Um, yeah, that typically gets you through good good stuff. I love your, that. Your time um, is as important as theirs. That's what, that's what it is. 100%. 100%. Cool. I guess um, that's been super helpful. It is the Sales and Sports Podcast. So... Yeah, in terms of sports and sales, are there any transferable sports that you play or that you're interested in that you can find? Um, you could bring that a certain skill set into tech sales. Yeah, definitely. So I've always been into like football, swimming, etc., basketball. But recently, I, I do these things where I do like different trends of sports. And um, right now is uh, badminton. I don't know what it is. I just I've been enjoying okay. badminton for the last six seven months. Um, yeah. So in te- transferable skills. Um, I think you have to have that resilience to keep carrying on, even if you're losing. I think that's with every spot, but I think badminton, you get really exhausted at what mm. I do. I'm not in, yeah. So I get really exhausted and it's like, oh, I don't want to do this anymore, but you mm. have to really keep trying. Um, as well, badminton, you have to like make the right decision as well. Do you know if there's a low shot coming, you have to hit it hard or doing something risky. And I think you have to be quite creative. And nice. That's definitely something that you see in um, the sales role, whether it's like a tailored outreach, tailored email or, tailored approach or a very specific angle you're going to go into and um, when calling hey i saw you on this 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 so you on the intercept podcast for example mm-hmm. so I think that's a uh, one really transferable skill nice you're going to get prospected soon tomorrow oh, by, someone who's listening, by, by a listener um but yeah. no, definitely especially bad, badminton's a one-player game you've got to have the right mindset to be resilient and risk i like that you've got to be slightly risky and, and creative with um with both Cool. I really appreciate you coming on, man. It's been it's been awesome. I guess last one to wrap. What's um, what have you got planned ahead, and how does the next six to eighteen months look for for yourself? Yeah, so I actually planned my midterm and long term goals actually recently. So it's really relevant this question, and um, I want to be an AE. I've decided. Um, so I want to go down that path instead of being an SDR manager, etc. And um, so hopefully by next uh, November, so November 2024, that's my plan uh, mm-hmm. to really learn the skills of the AE, um, especially even pre-planning and learning how to do discovery calls. I think I'm going to start doing that early as well, just to really nice. get in the right direction. Nice. Um, yeah, so that's that's my goal there. Uh, long-term goal, you never know. I might want to be a founder. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe maybe head of revenue CRO maybe um, that could be the plan there but I think uh, midterm goes a lot more easier to see and a lot doable right now epic love it well thanks again man for coming on it's been an absolute pleasure you're absolutely legend I love what you're doing and uh, keep up the good work and we'll, we'll circle back uh, later on cheers Jack. thanks for having me cool. and everyone else be SDR and text the one to go 